1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti.
2: In the meantime, out West, another guy that's from Philly, Rick Tockett. It's amazing. The tough guys that I covered to turn into really good coaches. Craig Berube, I just talked to the last couple of days. And now Tockett, whose team had a bizarre loss last night in Minnesota. <laughs> just crazy. But I, when I look at Vancouver and I look at Tockett, I talk to Tockett sometimes. And despite their record, he's got misgivings about sometimes the way they play. And I guess it showed up with a Minnesota yeah. game. but how did vancouver become so good this year well despite some of the analytics numbers uh, when when you look at it and you know some of the you wonder how much their star player elias peterson is is even kind of in tune with what's going on is is that a mirage there but the longer i get in the season the more it looks like they could be a real playoff threat
3: yeah, well, I mean, one of the biggest differences between Vancouver at the start of this season and Vancouver last year early, uh, when Bruce Boudreau was still coaching there, is is goaltending. And Thatcher Demko, again, we're talking about a guy that I believe this year has been in the top three Goaltenders in in the National Hockey League and he's been healthy and I remember when I remember watching Jimmy Rutherford's first press conference when he got to to Vancouver and he made a point of saying the one thing about rebuilding this organization and this franchise is we have the goaltending solved and Demco is it was in his mind a, a guy that was going to be a difference maker going forward and he was signed for a reasonable uh money and 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 he was a at, at, at an age where he was going to play for for a long time and then injuries came along and and you know he just wasn't you know he missed a lot of time last year and, and they never found a, a proper replacement for him. And then he eventually came back at the end of the season. But well, of course, by then they'd made the coaching change and Rick Tockett was there. And I think that what you see happening with Vancouver now started already at the point where Tockett's voice came in and he was the right voice for that team. And Demko came back to full health and, and really found his game again in the final six weeks. So they were in garbage time. No one was paying very much attention to them at all. Um, a lot of times we don't want to read too much into garbage time because, because lots of times players can play at a certain level when there's no pressure and then suddenly the pressure's on at the start of a season and, and suddenly they're not the same. But I think the biggest single difference there is that they have had outstanding goaltending. And, and you know I'm, I'm sure you look to see who played goal in that 10-7 game and it wasn't Thatcher Demko, right? It was Casey to Smith. So that makes a big difference. You, I mean, once in a while... He needs to get a a game off, and and he did yesterday. And and so I I think that that's that's a a big reason why they're a lot better. Now, having said that, um, you know, Quinn Hughes is is a terrific defenseman. You know, I think he's probably had the best year of all those young defensemen coming up even better than Kale McCarr, which is saying something, Um, you know, he's managed to, you know, to find a way of getting the most out of J.T. Miller. Brock Besser is another guy who's had lots of injuries and lots going on in his life. And this year, he just seems to be playing with a clear head. And for a while, he was among the top five goal scorers in the league. So, you know, a a lot of times, you know, you always imagine worst case scenarios for teams. But sometimes you get a best case scenario. Philly is a great example of a team where pretty much every best case scenario is unfolding. And and that's what's happened in, in Vancouver. But, I mean, I love talk it as a coach uh you know we again we all go back with rick for you know to his playing days and uh you know he's just he's he's, he's a player's coach because you know the way he played you garner so much respect in, in the dressing room the tough guys love him because he was a tough guy the skilled guys loved him because he was a skilled guy it, it's very rare that you get a coach that checks all of those boxes i think gerard gallant was a little bit like that uh, you know i i think that you know i remember somebody out telling me that um I think it was Willie Mitchell about, you know, what made Gerard Gallant so good. Well, you know, he he was a good player at the National Hockey League level, but he also played with an edge. And so players in the dressing room could relate to the way Gallant was as a player. And I think they can relate to to, to what Tockett was as a player. And, and the example that Tockett's playing career set, I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's, you know, that, never played in the league and says, go out and do this. He's a guy that played in the league and said, go out and do this. And, and I did it. So if I can do it, you can do it, or you should do it. So his message has really resonated with that group. So those two things, Rick talk, it's coaching. And by the way, I think he is the coach of the year and the goaltending of Thatcher Demko. That's what's turned Vancouver around in a, in a
2: meaningful way. So you have Taka 1 and Tortorella 2? Yeah, they're the two best coaches <laughs> <Yeah>. this year. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I, having said that, you know, that we don't vote for, the, like most right. of
3: us in the Professional Hockey Writers Association, we vote for five of the, the major awards. The coach of the year is, is not one that we vote for. And, and I have always taken issue sometimes with, the way the broadcasters have voted because they often give the award to the coach that has overseen the biggest single season jump in production. And therefore a lot of very good coaches on very good teams get overlooked year after year, after year, like how many times should John Cooper have won it yeah. and, and hasn't, uh, but, but I do think in this particular case that, that you just can't overlook the impact that, uh, that Rick Tockett has had on that, on that team and, yeah. you know, he's just flat out made a, made a huge difference there.
2: And the Flyers have managed to make the elite players really elite. The, when, they, when they lose, it's a hat-trick by a McKinnon or P- Panarin. Or it just it goes on and on. It was lost in Matthews most recently. And Matthews, I mean, hat-trick after hat-trick after hat-trick. And everybody's looking at Ovechkin with the Gretzky record. Is it out of line to think that this guy, before it's done, I'm sure he's going to be the all-time leader with Leafs, has, has a chance to be the all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the league? that. The pace he's going at
3: well you know I, I think ultimately it comes down to longevity and um and 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 i just don't really know how long austin matthews wants to play so he would have to produce at this level year after year after year after year to get even in the conversation so is it possible maybe maybe but i i just think that that's uh uh, first of all, I think Ovechkin is going to play long enough to get Gretzky's record. Yeah, you know, I think he'll play until he's fifty if he has to, to get that record. And and I and I'm not sure that that Austin Matthews, who by the way has, you know, like he is, you know, a rink rat, and he's a guy that that cares more about the game. You, you see him, and you know, he has kind of a, you know, a, a, sometimes a kind of a goofy public personality, but but he's a committed hockey player. He is a committed hockey player. Um, you know, I've spoken to Brad Tree living, the manager there in Toronto, the new manager in Toronto who used to run Calgary, and uh, and he he just raves about how committed this guy is to being a better professional, night after night after night, and you can see it. I mean, how how do people like Austin Matthews excel or Connor McDavid? Because not only do they have the talent, but they work at it. You, you have to have both of those those things. So so he does love the game. He wants to play the game, but. But is he the type of guy who, at, once he gets to the age of 35 and starts to see some slippage, does he want to continue on? And and that that's a part of the equation that you you can't answer. Like Joe Thornton wanted to play until, until again until he was 50. Auger, Chelios, these guys yeah. they 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 couldn't even imagine a life without the game, and you had to take them away from the game, you know, pulling and screaming. And there are others that you know that at a, at a point in their careers where they're not at that level of achievement that it's, they realize it's time. And so I think that that's what will ultimately determine with Matthews one, he has to keep up a phenomenal pace. Two, he has to stay healthy. That's another thing that Ovechkin's been able to do. And then three, he has to find the motivation probably between the ages of 35 and 40 to to press on. And it's just impossible to to predict whether that will ever happen or not.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: exactly (laughs) go there and finally want to wrap up with the uh, we had the outdoor uh, the uh, stadium series game now i i was i was a little reticent about all these outdoor games like is it gonna work man did it ever work in new york (laughs) uh it it really did and and i'm wondering i mean i'm 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 actually thinking why can't (laughs) it sounds dumb but why not have a tournament like an outdoor thing into the regular season schedule i mean It was very, very exciting. I know it's weather dependent and all, but I'll tell you the the amount I believe that they almost got locally. I'm not talking about the entire nation, but locally as much attention to hockey as an Olympic tournament. Mm -hmm. Every every major media was on this and all the players from other sports were involved in it. But I'm at the point now where I'd almost consider a yearly game in the New York area because it gets as much attention locally, not talking like overall, as an Olympic tournament. Do you think there's there'll be any appetite for that in the league? Well
3: I think the the word you use there that is most appropriate is local. so uh, every time there's an outdoor game in your market it, it resonates. Um, you know I, I know in, in uh, Edmonton they had the, the the game before Christmas it was a smash. It was the 20th anniversary of the first outdoor game and I, I, I wondered I, I was I had I was in Canada but I'd come down to the states um, prior to that and 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 no one down here seemed to care but everyone in Edmonton did and and everyone in 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 calgary cares when they have an outdoor game i was at the outdoor game at dodger stadium just before the olympics in 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 sochi it was a fantastic event so i think that that what the National Hockey League has learned is that while the, there isn't a lot of national interest anymore in, in these outdoor games locally, they resonate with the fan base, with the city. It's like bringing the, sh- the Shriners to town. It's like a, like a a convention. And as you say, a lot of people that maybe don't care about hockey care about it because it's an event. So, yeah, I, I but I, but I don't see anything really changing. I think that they, they're content with the, uh, with the, um, the path that they're on with, with outdoor games, they don't want to have too many. I think, I think one of the things that, that they did well there was they, you know, it it takes a lot of time and effort to produce the ice for an outdoor game. So if you're going to go to the time and trouble playing them back to back as they did made a lot of sense. Now, could you play four instead of two? And would, would people care about the third game? Maybe not. Um, So, but, but they, they're on the right track and, and they're, I don't I don't see anything changing there but uh, but they're fun in your community and you know and if if you know if, if it's somewhere else then you can tune it out I, I wonder how many people in in the New York area are going to care about the Columbus game right probably not not no. that many I, I, I wondered I, I was I had I was in Canada but I'd come down to the states um prior to that and 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 no one down here seemed to care but everyone in Edmonton did and and everyone in 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 calgary cares when they have an outdoor game i was at the outdoor game at dodger stadium just before the olympics in 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 sochi and it was a fantastic event so i think that that what the national hockey league has learned is that while the there isn't a lot of national interest anymore in in these outdoor games locally they resonate with the fan base with the city it's like bringing the, sh- the shriners to town it's like a like a, a convention and as you say a lot of people that maybe don't care about hockey care about it because it's an event so yeah i, I, but, I but i don't see anything really changing i think that they they're content with the with the, the path that they're on with with outdoor games they don't want to have too many i think i think one of the things that that they did well there was they you know it, it takes a lot of time and effort to produce the ice for an outdoor game so if you're going to go to the time and trouble playing them back to back as they did made a lot of sense now could you play four instead of two and would would people care about the third game maybe not um so but but they they're on the right track and and they're i don't i don't see anything changing there but uh but they're fun in your community and you know and if if you know, if, if it's somewhere else, then you can tune it out. I, I wonder how many people in, in the
2: New York area are going to care about the Columbus game, right? Probably not. No, not no. that many. I want to thank Eric Juhatchik for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in to South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP. And Jack Daniels, Ashlyn Sullivan will return, will be back with another episode on Friday.